What's going on, guys? It's Justin here with Fox English Learning. And I know that it has been a while since we had a new English lesson. If you guys did not know, my wife recently had a baby. So with that came a new time commitment. I took some time off work just so I could spend some time with my family. And also, we had a few complications. So my wife had to have a surgery, but her and the baby are doing well. Um, but I know it's been a while since we've had an English lesson. But now that the baby's here, my wife's healing, we're going to get more consistent and have our English lessons at least three days a week. We're going to still try to do free English lessons every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And in this English lesson, we're going to look at the present perfect, how to use some of the present perfect tenses and, and how to make sure you guys can become confident and fluent English speakers. And also, I'm going to test you guys on some of the things we're learning today. We're going to do some vocabulary and we're going to continue our learning English by reading the Bible. So as you guys know, all my lessons are free. So sit back, relax, enjoy this quick sponsor, and we'll get into our fun and free English lesson for today. Thanks so much for listening to that sponsor, guys. I'm super excited to get back teaching. I have missed this. Um, it's so fun to interact with all my students. I recently set out a homework assignment also, and it asks you five questions like, what's your name? Where are you from? Why are you learning English? What's your religion? And how can I pray for you? So if you have not got that assignment, let me know. Uh, I'll make sure that you guys get that homework assignment so that you can continue to learn English and to interact. And to all my students who responded to that message, great job. I know a lot of my students are from all over in Southeast Asia, and I learned that a lot of my students are Buddhists, and that's really cool to see. That way I know more about you guys, and um, it's just easier to interact, and it's better, and it's more relational with you guys. So I'm actually going to answer those five questions also. So if you guys do not know, my name is Justin Ragsdale. You can call me Teacher Justin. You can call me Justin or you can call me Mr. Ragsdale. Whatever works for you. Where am I from? I am from Chattanooga, Tennessee, and that is in the United States of America. I'm not learning English, but why am I teaching English? Because I love cultures, because I think everyone should learn English for free. And I get, I love to teach, and it's just one of the most uh, enjoyable things that I get to do. Um, I love it, so that's why I do it. What is my religion? Uh, I am a Christian. I follow Jesus Christ, um, based off John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He sent His only Son, uh, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. So, being a Christian means I put my faith in Jesus's death and resurrection on the cross. Um, so that's what it means for me to be a Christian. And I asked you guys, how can I pray for you? So some things you guys could be praying for me about, um, is just that now that I'm a father, that I would be a great father, um, that I would love my wife well, and that I would be a great representation of what it means to be a Christian father. Um, I am finishing up my degree still. So you guys could pray for that. And those are some things you can pray for me about, but I wanted to make sure that not only that I answer the questions about did you answer the questions, but also I get to answer them so you can know more about me. But like I said earlier today, we're going to look at the present perfect. Now we've went over this a little bit, but I wanted to make sure you guys understood it, that you guys know how to use it and that you guys can reteach it. Now it's not too hard. 
you can find someone to teach English. You could be like, Teacher Justin, I've asked 10 people if they would let me teach them English, and they said no. That means you need to ask 10 more. Keep asking, and eventually someone will say yes, and you will become a better English uh, speaker because you are now teaching what you are learning. So make sure that you're teaching someone. So today we're talking about the present perfect. I want to kind of explain to you when or some of the times you use it. So when we talk about a period of time that continues from the past until now, we use the present perfect. I'm going to say that again to make sure you guys get it. When we talk about a period of time that continues from the past until now, we use the present perfect. So if we talk about something that was from the past and it's still continuing now, we would use the present perfect. So you, we're going to use a lot of I have done to talk about it. So um, I'm going to give you an example. So here's an example of Dave and Jane, and they're talking about places they visited, and you're going to get to hear the present perfect. So here you go. Dave asks, have you traveled a lot, Jane? Jane says, yes, I've been to a lot of places. So do you see that right there? I've been to a lot of places, okay? So that includes what she's done in the past all the way up to now. That's the present perfect. And then Dave responds, really? Have you ever been to Cambodia? Have you ever been to Cambodia? So that means have you been in the past all the way up till now? That's the present perfect. If you kind of draw a line and at the one end you put the past, and on the other end you put now, that would help you understand when to use the present perfect. It's something from the past all the way up until now. And then she says, yes, I've been to China twice. Again, she's saying that in the present perfect. That continues all the way up until now. So from the first time I've went until now, I've been twice. And then he says, what about Thailand? Or what about Vietnam? Have you been there? She says, no, I haven't been to Laos or Thailand or Vietnam. No, I haven't been. So that means all the way from the past, all the way up to now, she has not been. Let's look at some other examples. Now, when someone says the word been, here's a vocabulary word for you guys that I'll test you on later. So been, that's B-E-E-N. That means to visit. So visited something. So I've never been to China. You could also say I've never visited China. Um, so if someone says, have you been somewhere before? They're saying, have you visited that place? Have you physically been there or have you, that's the best way to put it. So been B E E N. So to been to is to visit. So you visited, have you ever been to China? Have you ever been to Cambodia? Have you ever been to steak and shake? Have you ever been to McDonald's? Those are present perfect examples of how it works. Now, Let's look at a few more things to understand present perfect. So in the examples I'm about to give to you, you're going to hear me say a few words and here are some important ones. You're going to hear me say recently. You're going to hear me say in the last few days. You're going to hear me say so far and since breakfast. All of those are in the present perfect. I'm going to say that again. Recently, in the last few days, so far and since breakfast. Here are some examples. Have you heard anything from Brian recently? Let me say that again. Have you heard anything from Brian recently? That is in the present perfect. So it still includes the past and all the way up till now, recently. Here's another example. I've met a lot of people in the last few days. I've met a lot of people 
in the last few days. Let's say if you guys were to come to America and travel and to explore and your family calls you like, hey, how has it been? You could say, I've met a lot of people in the past few days. And that would be in the present perfect because it includes the past. So say if you got here two days ago, it includes that all the way up until now. So I've met a lot of people in the last few days. So that's another way you can refer talking about a present perfect example. So let's look at another example. Everything is going well. We haven't had any problems so far. So, so far would mean all the way up until this point, we haven't had any issues. So we haven't had any issues so far. So that could change right now, but all the way from the past, all the way to now, we haven't had any issues. So that was a quick kind of breakdown of the present perfect. There's so much more to it. But I wanted to build up to that just to build a foundation. And now, based off what you guys just heard, I'm going to test you to see how you do and to make sure you're learning English well. So let's jump to this next section and let's have some fun testing you guys on learning English. So let's get into this English test. It's always so important after you learn something to put it to practice and to test yourself to see if you really understand it. So let's see if you have a good understanding of the present perfect. So I'm going to read just a simple sentence and I want you to uh, say out loud whether it is in the present perfect or whether it's not. So you can just say yes or no. So I'm going to read a sentence and I'll give you guys a few seconds to think about it and then I'll explain to you why or why it isn't in the present perfect form. So the first example is, have you been to Cambodia recently? Is that sentence in the present perfect? Have you been to Cambodia recently? One more time, have you been to Cambodia recently? Is that sentence in the present perfect? Yes, it is. And I want you guys to think about why is it? Why is that sentence in present perfect? Because it's saying, have you been? So there you go, that have you been recently? So that means in the past and now. That is how you tell if something is in the present perfect, if it is something that started in the past or uses the past and uses now, okay? So good job if you got that one right. What about this one? John has a doctor's appointment tomorrow. John has a doctor appointment tomorrow. Is that sentence in the present perfect? John has a doctor appointment tomorrow. Is it in the present perfect? No, it is not. So I want you guys to think about why or why isn't that sentence in the present perfect? And the reason it isn't is because it has to do with the past. It's saying that John has an appointment tomorrow that has nothing to do with right now and that has nothing to do with the past. So that sentence would not be in the present perfect. Okay. Next next example. Yesterday, Susie was in Cambodia. Yesterday, Susie was in Cambodia. Is that sentence in the present perfect? Yesterday, Susie was in Cambodia. 
Yes or no? Is that sentence in the present perfect? No, it is not. That one is talking about the past, okay? So the first one was talking about the future, John having a doctor's appointment, and this sentence had to do with the past with Susie visiting Cambodia. So that sentence is not in the present perfect. And here's another example. I want you guys to tell me about this one. Johnny has been to McDonald's 12 times this year. Johnny has been to McDonald's 12 times this year. I don't know if you guys have a McDonald's where you live, but it's super, super uh, popular here. I don't need it too much. Uh, Sometimes I do if I'm just craving it. It's not the most healthy of food options, but sometimes I'll just choose it. I'll choose to kind of just not eat the best, but, you know, just... Eh, just try some McDonald's, get a good hamburger, you know. But anyway, so Johnny has been to McDonald's 12 times this year. Is that sentence in the present perfect? Yes, it is. Because it's talking about this year, it's talking about last month or anything that has to do with the past of this year. And all the way up until now, he has been to McDonald's 12 times times. So I hope you guys did good on that. Just seeing if you have a good understanding of the present perfect. Remember, it has to do with the past and now. Doesn't mean it has to do with the past 50 years ago. You could be talking about the last five minutes. You could say, hey, have you been to McDonald's in the last five minutes? That sentence is still in the present perfect because it's referring to the past also with now. So that ends our English test of the day. But the last section of our English lesson is going to be learning English by reading the Bible. And I love doing this. It's so much fun. Reading the Bible is super important to me. It's super important to my life, um, getting to read God's word and seeing how to base my life off of it. So listen to this quick sponsor and we'll get into our last part of the day with learning English by reading the Bible. Thanks so much to listening to that sponsor as always, but let's get into learning English by reading the Bible. So today, what we're going to look about, what we're going to look at is how the world was made, but not only that, looking at God, the creator, um, and also uh, something he has created. So how the world was made. So I have a little story for you before we get into it that I want you to think about. So have you ever made anything? All of us have made something. Uh, Say you are going to make dinner. So how would you do it? What are the steps you would take to make dinner? So let's say if you're going to make dinner for your family, let's think about some steps that you're going to make. Okay, first, you have to decide what you want to eat or what everybody is going to want to eat. You got to decide what you want to eat, what you want to make. Okay, that's step one. Step two, you have to find out the recipe and decide what is needed to make it. So the recipe for something is the ingredients that you're going to put in to make that, okay? So let's say if you're going to make, uh, if you're a, a Vietnamese, I think it's a banh mi. So you have the bread, you have the meat, you have your vegetables and your sauces. That is your recipe or the ingredients, okay? So the first step, you have to decide what you want to eat. The second step, you have to find out a recipe and decide what is needed to make it, okay? And the third step, you have to get the ingredients, okay? So now you've already decided what you want to eat. You got the recipe. Now you see what you need with the ingredients. And the step four is you have to make the meal. And if you do it right, it will taste good. So if you make the meal just like you like it, it will taste good. So therefore, to make something successfully, you need a plan. So you don't just go into the kitchen, grab random stuff 
throw it together and think, voila, that's going to be good. You need to have a plan when you're going to make something. What do you want to eat? What's the ingredients and what's the recipe that you need to do it, okay? Everything we see around us has to be designed by someone. Now, that's very important, guys, that everything created has a creator. So you guys, you don't look at a car and think, wow, that came out of nowhere. You can look at it and see how it runs and how it works and know someone has designed it or created it, okay? So you know that someone has worked the details out. You know, if you see a car, you know it's got metal and plastic and glass, and they had a plan on how to put that together. So that has to do with design. So when you think about that, so what about the world? Who designed it and who made it? And the greatest thing is the Bible starts out with telling us who designed the world. So if you guys have a Bible, that's great. If you don't, that's okay. I'm still going to read it to you so you can hear it yourself. So the Bible teaches in Genesis 1.1. So Genesis is the first book in the Bible. So you guys can write that down as a good note. Genesis is the first book in the Bible, and it has to do with creation. It has to do with us as man, rebellion against God, and also we see his plan to redeem us and bring us back to himself. But the first verse in Genesis 1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So who created the world? The Bible teaches uh, that God created the world, and we believe the Bible to be 100% true, so we trust it, and we know that God created the world. Uh, so he's made everything. He's made the earth. He's made the sun, the stars. He's made the plants and the animals, and if you continue to read in Genesis, it talks about that. Uh, let me find you guys another. It talks about in Genesis 1-6, and God said, let there be space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And uh, this is what God said. God's uh, made space between them to separate the waters, and God called that space sky. And then it talks about how in verses that he created the vegetables and everything on the ground and how he created um, animals and everything like that. And there's a few more verses that have to do with God as a creator. There's another book in the Bible called Isaiah. That's a really cool name, Isaiah. And if you look at the book of Isaiah, chapter 44, verse 24, this is what it says. This is what the Lord says, you redeemer and creator. I am the Lord who made all things. I alone stretched out the heavens who was with me when I made the earth. So the Bible is very clear that God is the creator. The world isn't here by accident. It didn't just randomly come out of nowhere. If you see a house that has a kitchen, a bathroom, that has water, that has stuff in it, you know someone created it. You know there was a builder. So if you look at the earth and you see that it has everything we need for life, you know someone has created it. But here's what's also cool. The Bible teaches that God created us, and it talks about how God created us in his own image. So he made us like him to rule this earth and under submission to him. But here's the thing. The Bible also talks about how we rebelled against God and his design. So we chose that, oh, God, we know better. Um, we don't need you. We can do this on our own. And ultimately, that separation leads to a place that is called hell. And that's a scary word, and it's scary to realize it, but hell is pretty much eternity from Christ. So it's 
the fact that we're all born and we've made the decision to turn away from God. Once we die, we'll ultimately stay in that state of being separated from him. But God did something really cool. I talked about this in the earlier part is he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross. And now everyone who puts their faith in Jesus, who died and rose from the dead, he takes their place. So all our punishment from turning away from God is put upon Jesus. And how cool is that? A cool example is in America, when you buy a home, you can have something what's called a cosigner. Now, a cosigner is someone who is signing. When you buy a home and need a loan, they're the one who's saying, if that person does not take care of it, I will. So let's say if I was to be a cosigner for you on a home, okay, and you run out of money and you cannot pay it, guess who's responsible to pay it now? I am. And if as long as I'm the one who's the co-signer, I'm responsible and I pay for it. So Jesus is the one who pays for our sin. We don't have enough to pay for it. We and ourselves are not good enough. Jesus does. So why did God create us? And one of the coolest verses in the Bible, I'm going to give you another one. It's a funny word. It's called Ephesians. Now, Ephesians is a book in the New Testament, and it talks about God creating us why he created us, and some stuff like that. So I'm going to read Ephesians 2.10 for you. For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things he planned beforehand. So here's what's really cool about that. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. In the original language, that word is pomia, or poa, I think it's pomia. Anyway, it has to do with a poem. So literally, we're like God's poem. He's his he's telling his story through us. He's he has a plan for us, okay, to be his masterpiece. Okay. So he's created you to be his poem, in essence, to be who he's designed you to be on this earth. Okay. He has a good plan for you. He loves you. Uh, he wants you to continue to look like him on this planet. He wants you to represent him. It's really cool to see that God just didn't create us and just tell us that, you know, he's going to leave us to ourselves or anything that he created us and he created us to have a relationship with him. Uh, and he created us to enjoy him, but also to tell others about him and to surrender our lives to him, a trust in him. It's like a car. Where's the best place to take a car if it gets messed up? It's the mechanic. But what if you could take it to the person who designed it? That's even better than the mechanic. So God being the one to design us, we are to go to him and trust in him. And the way that we get to know God is through Jesus Christ. And the way we can learn more about him is through the Bible. So that's why it's so important that we teach English by reading the Bible. So today you guys learned about the present perfect. You guys learned a little bit about me and my story. You guys learned some vocabulary. And also you got to learn some cool things about how the world was created, how God is the creator, and how and why he created you. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I always like to end off my lessons praying for you guys specifically, and then we'll have uh, a great rest of the day. So I'll pray for you, then I hope you guys have a wonderful day. So God, I thank you for all of my students, uh, no matter where they're from, whether they're from Asia, South America, India, the Middle East. But God, what I only pray is that they would know you, is they would come to know you through Jesus Christ and to see that you are the only way, that there is not multiple ways to you, that you are the only way. Uh, you are the way, the truth, and the life. And I pray that all of my students will come to know you in that way, will come to enjoy you and surrender their lives to you. God, I pray as they learn English, Lord, that they would be great students to study hard and to have fun. 
And I pray that I will continue to have a great relationship with them. We love you and we thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks so much for letting me pray for you guys. I hope y'all have a great day. And as always, have fun learning English.